1: and welcome to the Dora County Pulse podcast. My name is Deborah Fitzgerald. I'm editor of the Peninsula Pulse. And today I have two guests who are phoning in to the Bailey's Harbor studio. J.D. Andrew, who is a Grammy Award winning recording engineer, guitar and vocals for the Boxmasters. And Billy Bob Thornton, who plays drums and vocals, also for the Boxmasters. And yes, that Billy Bob Thornton, the Academy Award winning actor. So welcome to you both. Hi, thanks, Deborah. So where are you right now? Are you in Iowa? I looked at your uh, website.
2: We're not. We are actually in Kansas City today.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Something has went down with the place in Iowa for the show today. So we are not going to Iowa until tomorrow.
1: Okay. It looks like a pretty exhausting schedule. So they have their schedule on the website, which is Iowa, Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Illinois, Minnesota, and then Wisconsin, Fish Creek at the Dora County Auditorium on July 13th, which is the reason why we're speaking with both of them. So that sounds pretty exhausting, but then you go to the Czech Republic after Fish Creek, Wisconsin.
2: That is correct. Yes. (laughs) So, (laughs) this creek is the last stop of our, the U.S. portion of our tour.
1: Okay. So, now do you all travel together in a bus?
2: We like hang gliders.
1: Oh, hang gliders.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We just kind of, everybody gets on their glider after the show and (laughs) floats on to the next town.
1: Would you mind, JD? Can you, can you say something here?
2: I'm trying. My voice is. Pretty shot. <laughs> oh, it is okay. I'm, yeah, I screamed a lot last night.
1: Uh, okay, because I'm having a hard time distinguishing between your your voices.
2: Well, that's that's what 17 years does. Ah. You know, you you start to look and sound the same.
1: Well, I don't know. You don't seem like you look very much alike, <laughs> but you certainly sound a lot alike. Oh. So I'll be asking you to differentiate yourselves. Okay. So no wonder uh, that right,
2: I'll let Billy tell you the serious part about our
3: bus.
1: The serious part about the uh, bus all right billy what is the serious part
3: yeah this is billy so uh yeah we all do ride on a bus together okay we have no hang gliders and if we did i wouldn't get on one
1: (laughs) see i was thinking that's why you're in missouri now instead of iowa Uh, yeah
3: (laughs) no yeah we just have a day off in kansas city but yeah there's uh nine of us on this bus and then our driver and uh you know we're all buds so it works out pretty pretty well
1: okay so now i read that you formed the band together in 2007 And you have since that time released thirteen albums, with another one released earlier this year, which is sixty nine. And if I ever say anything that is not accurate, you you know feel free to to just interrupt me there. But how did you two hook up and decide to uh, form a band?
3: Well, I was still doing my solo records. Uh, I had four you know major label solo records before the Boxmasters, and. JD was working on one of them as an engineer, and one night he and I just played a song together, and we liked the way it sounded. Then we started uh, just making a few little demos together in the studio, and then uh, we just hit on this sound we liked, and we did a couple of records that were kind of, uh, I don't know what you would call them, sort of experimental and you know, a little bit tongue-in-cheek, and uh, we created this idea of the Boxmasters, and then after those couple of records then we just started doing writing songs like we naturally write them and play them and sing them Hmm. and uh that's how it came together and we've been together all these years now and uh you know different people have come and gone but the the guys out here that we hire because obviously it's just me and jd making the albums and we have to you know have other musicians on stage so we have you know three guys with us two of them have been with us a long time and one guy for a couple of tours and um we're traveling with the 14th 14th record wow we've made another two or three in the studio since then we bought a studio a couple of years ago so uh we record pretty constantly when we're not on the road next year we'll have probably three records to put out but we'll only be able to put out one of them and put the other two out on the website probably.
1: <laughs> huh. Now, on your website, you describe your music as 60s-inspired original rock and roll from Southern California. And I have to say, it definitely does have that California throwback feel to it. A friend of mine who has tickets to your show here on July 13 sent me uh, Emily and I'll Make You Dance. And she said that those were her favorite songs. And so those definitely do have that California throwback. But... Your build according to the promo as having, you know, Tennessee Hillbilly Boogie, California oh, Country, <laughs> British Invasion Pop. You
3: know, that that always makes us very angry when they, you know, just choose to do something because the agent actually sends them what to say and what pictures to use, you know. Okay. And it never fails that they say something you know that just has nothing to do with us so So, if anybody's if anybody has tickets to the show and they think that there's going to be any tennessee hillbilly stuff they may as well get their money back (laughs) because We're, we're a loud rock and roll band, you know, that's that's mainly what people need to know.
1: Right. I mean, I didn't detect any, any hillbilly in, in the songs that I have listened to. So, all right, well, I'm glad that we have been able to clear that up, but moving forward, who writes your songs?
3: We write them, JD and I, and, uh, we both write music and i generally write the lyrics we write them in different ways you know sometimes we have music first sometimes lyrics sometimes both sometimes just a line or two or a melody and then we whoever's come up with that line or melody comes uh, to the other one and says hey what do you think about this and then we work it out together and uh it's a pretty good songwriting team i mean we've been doing it long enough we should be good at it by now
1: so you don't run out of material huh
3: when your life is as crazy as mine has been you don't yeah no you don't run out of material Uh, matter of fact we'll never live long enough to write all the songs that we could write about
1: well that's that's a good problem to have then I have to ask you this. I intended to ask you this at the very beginning, but it's probably the burning question that everybody has. What is a box master?
3: Well, we wanted it to be, uh, we wanted the title to reflect the 60s, you know? Mm -hmm. And that just sounds like a 60s word, you know, like there was a band called the Box Tops. Okay. And, you know, the old thing with the dog and the stereo thing on RCA said his master's voice. And so you know, just thinking of that record label and that famous, you know, that famous label, and then thinking of the Box Tops who did the song "The Letter," you know, and all that. And we just kind of put them together, and then there's a couple other meanings too that really are for public consumption.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I looked it up. I'm glad to know that it is actually a made-up word because the only definitions I could come up with were, you know, really good with boxes. So yes. yeah. <laughs> So that's that's really good to know. So when you were growing up, both of you, what kinds of music did you listen to?
3: Mainly the kind we play. But, you know, we listened to, uh, I mean, for me, it was like the Beatles and the, the Kinks and the Animals, all the British Invasion bands, and then the Birds. But I also listened to Frank Zappa and the Mothers. And oh,
1: yes. My favorite concert ever.
3: Captain Beefheart. I listened to the Allman Brothers, a lot of the Southern rock, and then, you know, the the British rock of the early 70s, like Deep Purple and Jethro Tull, and you know, all that stuff. Wow. I, I went through a lot of phases. I loved Cream and Traffic also very much. Huh. And you know, and JD, listen, he loved the Beach Boys. Uh, that was his, I mean, he loved the Beatles also, but I mean, the Beach Boys, I, I think, were probably his favorite group growing up. So,
1: and, and the, the chipmunks.
3: <laughs> yeah, he loved the chipmunks.
1: <laughs> so when you're, you've are you got some downtime today, who do you listen to today?
3: Probably nobody.
1: <laughs>
3: ah. I mean, you know, we got music in our ears every night. We've been on tour since May 19th. Right. Uh, a lot of stuff last night. Yeah, last night we listened to a bunch of music after the show. We just turned it up in the front lounge of the bus, and hmm. we were listening to, oh gosh, Boz Skaggs and, ZZ Top, and Captain Beyond, Captain Beyond and yeah. Hmm.
1: Okay, so it's still an eclectic mix. So yes. what you had indicated a little bit about, you know, what the Door County audience shouldn't expect, but what can they expect?
3: We do what they do at concerts, or did at concerts in the 60s and 70s. We have a, you know, 60s-looking uh, stage set up with the box amps and everything, and uh, we're a loud rock band that... Uh, interacts pretty much with the audience. I mean, you know, we sometimes will tell a story or two about what a song's origin was, but pretty much it's just wall-to-wall, you know, if you like pop rock from the 60s and 70s, but people just need to know it's all original stuff. We don't do taking care of business or anything. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so have you ever been to Fish Creek, Wisconsin, or Dora County, Wisconsin?
3: Well, we've been to we've been to Green Bay, and we've been to Milwaukee. Hmm. So that's probably as close as we've been.
1: Uh, yeah. So Door County is this beautiful little peninsula that sticks out into Lake Michigan. So it's a Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a really beautiful area. Lots of tourists, lots more tourists found us during COVID. But oh, I bet. Yeah.
3: We're this pointy parts. Oh, wow.
1: It's what?
3: JD just showed it to me on the map. He pulled it up.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty cool place. I mean, there are like five national parks. You know, there's Dark Sky Park. I mean, it's it, it's a really, really beautiful place. Excellent. Yeah. So you'll be able to chill out quite a bit before you uh, fly overseas. But so I wanted to talk about a little. Now, JD, on your email signature, you are a tour manager and the other guy. So it says tour manager slash the other guy. So what is it like having a famous bandmate?
2: It's exhausting every second of my life, <laughs> you know? No, it's... I mean, honestly, if uh, if everything was just an audio medium, then, uh, <laughs> then, you know, no one would ever see either of us. Anyway, um, no, it's... Uh,
1: indescribable it sounds yeah, like
2: it is it is i mean i <laughs> you know i i don't really uh
1: think about him that think way I,
2: think about that part it's you know yeah it's, sure. it's my pal who you know my partner and uh, the guy i try to keep up with and you know like getting all the songs made because mm-hmm. he's definitely outrunning me at every second on the amount of music that uh, he's coming up with and the songs that we're writing so it's a uh, the great thing is that we're always getting better and we're always you know feel like we're making better records and mm-hmm. you know writing better songs and so it's like we've always got you know a tailwind behind us you know we've got mm-hmm. uh, a lot of going on and you know it's like It's wild. You know, we've been doing this 17 years and it's like the momentum behind the band is stronger than ever. Mm. It's pretty wild to say, oh, yeah, after 17 years, you know, people are really catching on to us and things like that. But it's it's really strangely true because we've been selling out places that we used to have good crowds at. You know, we're overselling places that we have been numerous times. You know, it's, it's just it's been a long haul, but it's been steady and it's always been going up. So it's pretty wild. And then, so we'll see how, you know, what happens after this European leg, because it is uh, something new for us. You know, we've we've never played overseas as the Boxmasters. So, uh, you know, we're we're spreading out into a whole different part of the world. And so it's really exciting to see, you know, how they're going to take to us, because we know we have fans over there because we interact with them. But we haven't actually played a show in England or Prague or Berlin, so it's it's going to be a whole different thing.
1: Hmm. Well, I'm sure Amsterdam and London are like what Clive, Iowa, and Oklahoma.
2: Yeah, sure. yeah. I mean, yeah. A lot in Oklahoma and Prague, you know, have yeah. a lot in. And I think you know, definitely, history. Yeah, they <laughs> they share a lot of common history. Sure, you know, lawton has been around a long time.
1: <laughs> right. So, Billy, do you still act in movies? Are you still, like, how do you fit in this full-time gig with another full-time gig?
3: Oh, it's pretty easy. You know, you just do it by scheduling things right. And uh, don't really think about the other one while you're doing one. You don't think about the other. You know, you just keep rolling along. I've never had a problem with it, really.
0: This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by Door County Medical Center. Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kiwannee Counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the women and children's center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org slash careers.
1: So now maybe a lot of people would not understand that you're in a band, but I was reading that you never intended to become a film star, and before that, you were in bands. Is that right?
3: Oh, yeah. My whole life, and then I went to L.A. to be a musician, but then, you know, one thing led to the next, and you get a part on Matlock, and you make 300 bucks, and you go, okay, this is nice. And I did that, you know, I I still, you know, do it and still love it when I find something I, I just just take projects that I like, you know, uh, uh, something I feel close to. I mean, when you've been doing things like this a long time, you, you know, you don't want to do stuff that you don't love just to do it as a job.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, you've been in an enormous number of movies. I think I was counting 50 some movies. I didn't realize that. I guess probably because... A lot of people know you for Sling Blade, which you wrote, directed, and starred in. I mean, I also have a couple of other favorites. But I didn't realize that you had acted in 50-some movies. Is that accurate?
3: Yeah, I mean, at least that many. Huh. Uh, Wow. Been around the block.
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I would say so. So another person said to me that they were listening to your music and that they had to watch the video because... Your vocals did not sound like the voice that they associate you with.
3: Yeah, right. Yeah, I sound, uh, I think it's because of the '60s influence, really. I mean, I've, I've even in my band as a teenager, I sang like this, you know. And you could listen to a song from those days when I was 16 and listen to me now, and it's not a heck of a lot different, really. Hmm. Because you know, you have influences, and you and you always keep them. Also, I can sing, you know, like ballads, but I, I I can sing pretty high too. Hmm. So it's uh, just a thing. It's, but uh, <laughs> you know, but I don't, uh, when you're like, you're talking to me right now, and I also don't sound
1: like the guy in Slingblade. No, you definitely don't. <laughs> that, is, that is, yeah, that's, that's pretty creepy. I don't even know how anybody can act that. Yeah,
3: me either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it's kind of the same character as in of Mice and Men, you know, yeah, it's,
3: I, yeah, it is. It's just that type of uh, guy yeah, or Robert Duvall's character in To Kill a Mockingbird.
1: Mm-hmm. So are there similarities between acting and performing on stage in a band?
3: Well, one, you're in front of people and the other one, you're just with a crew. So, And you get to do it over, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, live on stage. I mean, you know, I've been playing live since in front of people as a musician since I was like 12. So mm. pretty used to it. And I like it. Yeah, they're very different. Making a record and making film have a similarity because you have to, you know, do some editing and uh, you have to make it rhythmic. So uh, there, there's some similarities there. Mm.
1: So what is your favorite type of uh, audience? We're, yeah. <laughs> what did he say?
3: That he said drunk, <laughs> which is not far from the truth. But
1: <laughs> I don't know if they sell alcohol at the Door County Auditorium. I'm not sure oh, if they do.
3: We'll, we'll hand it out.
1: Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Just throw nips out into the audience.
3: Yeah, right. But no, actually, <laughs> I mean, we're not big on sedate audiences. I mean, I'd rather people not come at all if they're going to come out to uh just glare at me and then go home after they see that you know i'm not going to do a monologue or we're (laughs) not going to play a cover song so you know if if people are rock and roll fans you know and and they're into it and they're up front you know i mean audiences they're in seats and they're kind of just sitting back there watching you know i mean we're more of a concert band Mm. and we tend to like a broad age range in audiences Hmm. As opposed to an all old audience or all young, you know, we tend to like the spectrum of ages and audiences.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: There's, there are things that people who are, say, 70 even or 75, you know, are, are going to remember from when they were young. That's an influence of ours that's kind of in our music that young people may not get. But also, the people that age make think it's too loud, and you know they usually go to bed at eight thirty or something, and hmm. you know or, or it's like they'd rather have an omelette at Denny's. <laughs> so we like audiences that are there to hear a rock and roll band, in other words that's that's the bottom line.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have a lot of uh, movement on the stage? Are you into performing a lot?
3: I mean no, I don't I, I always thought it looked dumb I, I mean, if what <laughs> I mean, watch MTV videos or something like that sometime and turn the sound down. <laughs> it's, it's one of the my my daughter and I do that all the time and it's just so dumb looking. I mean, the only guy that can do it and you know, because that's his bag is Mick Jagger. I was you know? just
1: gonna say Mick Jagger. Yeah, I yes. mean
3: Jagger does it, but then when everybody else does it, you know, like when there's a seventy year old guy with long bleach blonde hair jumping up and down <laughs> doing that, you know, that jumping jack pogo stick thing they do when they're playing guitar yes i just think what, what are you doing man <laughs> you know stop so i mean i you know when you look at the beatles and you know the animals and the bands that i grew up loving eric burden just stood there and sang you know so we like to sing the songs and be there now the guitar players on the stage jd and, and raymond and kirk they move around jd is probably the most active guy on the stage hmm. and
2: it's the only exercise that i get
1: Okay. But you don't have a pogo stick.
3: He doesn't do the pogo stick thing, no. Okay. But he but he gets into it and you know, so we've got a little bit of that going on, but for the most part, you know, I'm Sinatra to JD's Jagger. Gotcha. Or Keith Richards. Yeah, there you go. Keith Richards. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway,
1: are you playing drums? Do you play drums or?
3: I, I play all the drums on the albums.
1: Okay, yeah. but not on stage.
3: Well, no, I'm. I have to be up front. Playing drums and singing always looks stupid unless Levon Helm is doing it.
1: <laughs> okay. So yeah. so then you, but you don't play guitar.
3: I do play guitar, that's how I write songs, but I don't on stage, no.
1: Got it, okay. So, you you stand there and sing?
3: Well, I don't, I mean, I don't stand there and sing, but I... (laughs) You're not doing (laughs) flying. Yeah, basically, I don't run back and forth down the thing with my hands on my hips like Mick
1: Jagger. Okay. Got you. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have a favorite album? I mean, you just released your 14th, right? The 14th album? Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So do each of you have a favorite album that you want to direct some listeners to? I know it's hard.
3: We, we love this new one, 69, but there's also the record we toured with last year uh, called Help, I'm Alive. That's a really good sample of our work. And then uh a record called uh, "Spec" that was produced by Jeff Emmerich, who was the Beatles engineer. Hmm. So, I mean, if, if somebody got those three records, they kind of get the idea of us, I think.
1: Okay. Well, they'd be able to see into your minds and souls.
3: Yeah. Probably yeah, pro- <laughs> probably further than they want to. Than-
1: <laughs> okay. Well, you heard it there first. Is there anything else either one of you wanted to say about your pending trip to Door County, Wisconsin?
2: Well, I mean, it is the last date of the U.S. tour. Otherwise, you know, it, it'll probably be late summer of next, of 2024, before we're out again, hmm. or we're making plans for for that already. But, uh, you know, so we could be very loose, is what I'm trying to get to. <laughs> okay. Then we have to fly at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning the next morning to fly to Europe. But, uh, no, I mean, you know, if Somebody's interested, we do have a website that we maintain because we are trying to figure out how to, you know, do these things the kids do, like make websites. Mm-hmm. But uh, www.theboxmasters.com, it has uh, the rest of the dates for the tour on the website in case somebody doesn't live in Door County and wants to come to Libertyville, Illinois, or mm. Kansas City, or a few other places. That we have shows.
1: Yeah, you're a little bit closer in Libertyville than you are in Kansas City. You're only about four hours away in Libertyville.
2: So yeah, so it's uh, but that's all the dates, and we do have some merch up on the website, and you know you can listen to uh, samples of all the songs from all the records, and you know we do have an Instagram page. It's the underscore boxmasters underscore official. That's the proper one because we got locked out of the old boxmasters Instagram because no one could remember the password. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so you know that's where we do all of our social media interacting, which isn't a super great amount. You know, we're old guys; we're not uh, raised on the social media, so we use it as much as we can, which is
1: a not necessary eternal. evil. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. you're also on the road a lot. I mean, I meant it when I said the schedule looked exhausting.
2: Yeah, it can be. It's uh like well, earlier in the tour we had 12 nights in a row, yeah. and you know by the end of that, I mean we were we were dragging our tail's pretty hard Mm -hmm. but you know we we really enjoy making the most of our time when we get out on the road it's like we're coming out to play shows we're not coming out to just drive around the country Mm -hmm. so we want to you know get out and see as many people as we can and see as many towns and play as many shows as possible so that's uh basically what it boils down to it's like we just want to get out there and play
1: all right Well, Billy Bob Thornton and J.D. Andrew, they are both members of the Boxmasters and they're going to be at the Door County Auditorium on July 13. So I believe there are still some tickets available. And I believe also they're going to be passing out nips of alcohol, they said. So,
2: (laughs) Open your mouth and we'll we'll (laughs) spray some Tito's vodka in there.
1: All right. (laughs) Well, good luck on uh, the remainder of your tour until you get here. And thanks so much for talking with us.
2: Well, thank you very much.
1: And you're listening to the